feel like it's just not a celebration of fish fillets. Welcome to the Four Corners Crimecast. My name is Jake. My name is Rory. And I'm your host, Katie. And today we are doing a short episode on how Scientology is handling the COVID pandemic. With science, right? Um, no. But Surprisingly, the, no. But, but it's Scientology. They don't do anything with science. And uh, where did you do your research on this one, Katie? Uh, mostly the internet. And Just the internet. <laughs> well, that's where you get all your information about Scientology, because otherwise, I don't think they really want their information in people's hands, right? In hard form? Um, not hard really. Form. I mean, they kind of sugarcoat everything that they put on their website, and they also have a bunch of websites that are not directly like connected to them so you don't know that they're actually pro Scientology websites like patch.com I'm 99% sure is one of theirs but they don't directly say that so you have to be kind of careful patch what does patch stand for I don't know Rory any guesses purple anteaters titillating carpet houses that's probably it's an it acronym I don't know. It's probably something better than that. I'm it's, tired. Uh, people are technically cars. Ha! There you <laughs> <Okay>. go. <laughs> Anyways, Rory is remote. He's not here with us in studio because why, Roar? I got the COVID. Roar got the COVID. How is it, Roar? Um, pretty terrible for like the first week. I'm doing all right now, though. I feel it's sound better. I even sound better, if you can believe it. Yeah, it's not bad. Not Actually, it's bad. pretty terrible. Yeah, I would. <laughs> it's pretty terrible. Yeah, you sound like it's not bad. But you look okay. Um, I'm glad to see your beard is still there. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not great. Like, my first, like, five days, I thought I was actually, like, dying. So, there was that. He's not dying, Nancy. I'm not <laughs> dying, mother. She did call me every day, even though I couldn't talk on the phone very long. Well, naturally. Yeah. So, but yeah, we're remote, so we'll see how this goes. That's why this one's going to be a short one, right? Yeah, Yeah, and you can't talk very long, so I didn't want to push it. No, I cannot. Yeah, and you probably fall asleep in the middle of this, probably, huh? Um, I am very tired. It's more like a... Like a body tired, but I can't actually, like, sleep. Damn dog. Okay. Well, do you want to start us off, Katie? Yes. We are going to start off with some background. So the Church of Scientology was founded by science fiction author L. Ron Hubbard, who wrote the book Dianetics, then decided to start a quote-unquote religion. The Ron Hubbard? L. L. Ron Hubbard. Like, the Ron. Oh. The Ron. I, I don't think he spoke Spanish. His first name is Ligaro. What Le- is his first name? It's something like horribly Laguna? 1960s. It's Larry. It's just Larry. Larry Ron Hubbard. Yeah, he didn't want to be called La Ron. Lafayette. Ronald uh, Hubbard. And now we know why he went by L. Yeah. He just didn't want to be the dog from the Aristocats. The Basset Hound, his name was Lafayette. Was it? Yeah. He had horrible teeth. I remember teeth. those things. <laughs> because it's the best name for a basset hound ever. I got her wide open. Okay. <laughs> to everyone outside the church, it is very obviously a cult created as a mass moneymaker, which has recently been given tax-exempt status by the IRS. 
like all churches or cults tax exempt the people's temple wasn't tax exempt oh i mean it's like so all churches are cults but not all cults are churches Ooh. cult has a specific definition i know that we're not going to get into but it's cults are not always bad things oh that's a hot take head to the giggle ship (laughs) okay So I'm not going to get too into the actual church, as most of you probably know, at least the bare minimum of what they do, but some background is necessary to really understand why COVID is such an interesting topic when you mix it with Scientology. Dianetics, the foundation of Scientology, uses something called auditing to help people overcome trauma that's occurred and clear themselves. This doesn't strictly apply to trauma that's occurred in your lifetime. Scientology believes that you've lived many past lives and some trauma, illness, or mental health issue you're dealing with may be related to something that's occurred in your past life, which makes 100% sense. So, like, you're still stuck up on trauma from your past life? Mm Mm-hmm. And they do the same thing with, like, jobs and stuff. So, they will give children, like, six-year-old children, very important jobs, like, being doctors and administering vaccinations because they were a doctor in their past life and they know how to do it. See, that's not what you want. Those old-timey doctors only knew how to get ghosts out of the blood. You don't want, like, a (laughs) six-year-old trying to do that. Even, like, hard labor in the Sea Org, they will make children do it because they did that in their past life and they know how. They just have to think really hard. So how do they know, like, because let's say that a kid is born and they're like, oh, well, this kid actually died as a kid in his past life so he's got no skills so he has to be like a normal kid no you're always born with skills that yeah (laughs) well what happens to to kids that die then in scientology i mean you basically your spirit is recycled infinitely many times so you've lived hundreds if not thousands of past lives so you can do Anything and everything, doesn't matter if it was like 400 BC and all you can do is bang rocks together. They're just going out on a limb and assuming this this guy, this kid could be a rookie. He could, he could be needing some training and they're like, give the shots. You remember. Yeah. It, literally, that's what they do. I think that uh, past life for hard labor thing, like you give a six-year-old a shovel, doesn't mean he's going to be physically capable of wielding a shovel all day. Like, how does that even care. make sense? Well, he's got to audit well, himself. You do what your higher-ups tell you to do. And you, if you don't know how to do it, they will tell you that you do until you figure it out. I just imagine this, like, seven-year-old, like, you're walking through the Scientology Center, and there's this little seven-year-old doing some complex plumbing. He's <laughs> walking around... His little plumber's outfit on, it's hanging like, on pipes. Everywhere you go, there's drips from the ceiling. It's okay. Little Jimmy's the best plumber in the building uh, 23 years ago. What? Yeah. So when you're audited, you hold an e-meter, which are basically tin cans that supposedly tell whoever is auditing you what problems you're dealing with and if you're lying or not. Oh, the only thing more accurate than a lie detector test could be. Tin cans. Tin cans and strings. I mean, it's a little more complex than that, but that's basically the general idea. How is it more complex than that? I want to know. Um, I think there's an actual meter that, like, I don't know what it reads, but it reads something. <laughs> what the fuck? I, I don't know. I'm probably not explaining this well, and there's probably more podcasts, like, that get into much better detail, but <laughs> this is what I know. 
When you're audited, you are supposed to be able to free yourself from bad memories and trauma called engrams and go clear. This is a very shortened version of all of this, but basically, all of this is bullshit created to control people and make them spend more money. I thought it was also a way of trying to figure out what their secrets are to hold over their heads. Like that too, yeah. How John Travolta is actually gay and uh, Tom Cruise is actually really mentally ill. And Neither of those these things are secrets, Rory. Uh, they're only suspicions at this point, but Scientology definitely knows the truth. So basically, they will push you to your absolute limit until you admit something that will benefit them and be harmful to you that they can basically say, okay, well, you need to be audited more and pay more money and you need to buy all these books and then maybe you can get over it and we can start working on your other problems. That's just for one problem? Yeah, they will do this the whole time you are a Scientologist. They must have a lot of books. What? Did you say? I'm sorry. I said that. <laughs> it sounded like a statement and a question at the same time. I said they must have a lot of books. They do, yeah. Because and they have lots of money. Every, there's a lot of personal problems that you have to have books about just to cover the whole spectrum of people. They probably lump a few of them in. I don't know. Maybe. They're just like... I don't know, what could you lump in together into... Rory, what could you lump into, uh, like, self-help books? I don't think they work that way. I think they're just different elements of how you can get to the next level in Scientology. Uh, the way I see it is that it's uh, uh, ten books in level one with three writer books. So you need all ten books to get through level one because it works through different sections on how to audit, how to be audited how you control the environment, shit like that. And then you just keep doing that. So then there's 10 books in level two with four writers and then so on and so forth. And you have to buy your way up each level. So you have to buy, you know, 10 books in each level or whatever the fuck it is. I don't think it really goes through an individual basis. I think it's just uh, how to get yourself closer to being clear. Yeah, and this is like their church teaching so it's not specified it's just they call it their ots levels it kind of sounds like being homeschooled basically it is pretty close yeah i had life pack 10 books every year get you through the first grade get you through the second grade 10 books for each subject despite being so focused on clearing the mind of emotional turmoil and becoming a fully free spiritual being hubbard was very against any and all forms of psychology and psychiatry Along with this, they really don't believe in any sort of legitimate medical sciences, even though their name is literally Scientology. Well, that's just the study of science, right? Fucking I mean, stupid is what it is. That's why they don't believe in it. <laughs> is it a different kind of science to them? I guess they made their own science. I'm not sure. Whatever Dianetics is, because it's not science. It's the science of the Ron. It's uh, science fiction, Katie, so... I, yeah, because when I was a kid, I was like, oh, shit, Tom Cruise does science. Like, I felt like Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> I was like, yeah, science, bitch. And then I realized that Tom Cruise is a little twat. Mm -hmm. Hubbard's teachings explain that once an individual has gone clear, they will never suffer from any form of illness. Scientologists are never allowed to use medication and instead use something called assist to relieve pain. 
Basically, they press on the painful body part with either a finger or the object that hurt it until the person says they feel better. I saw one person that said that they literally just had someone push their finger into the spot that hurt, and they just went, does it feel better now? Does it feel better now? And then eventually they were like, yes, it's fine, thank you. Please get the fuck away from me. You know how people rub their temples when they're, like, stressed out or getting a headache? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's literally what that whole that whole thing's based on. So are they just really into, like, chiropractic? Like, that's what all their doctors are? No, it's not even like that. I'm pretty sure they literally just touch you in that spot and, like, lightly press down. You go into a fucking four-year-old doctor and he just starts pressing his five pounds of weight against you. Like, that's not doing anything. You're not very good at the assist, doc. And from what I understand, if you, like, get hurt with an object, like, say you hit your finger with a hammer, you just have to put the hammer on your finger until it feels better. Like, how do people get into this? I don't want to be rude, but, like, how do you give these people hundreds of thousands of dollars and just, like, think this is correct and okay and real? Those who experience serious medical issues like seizures or tumors are not allowed medication, surgery, or to see an actual doctor. Hubbard, who was a clear, suffered from many illnesses but refused to be treated. This eventually led to his death, which he said was just some time away and he'd be back soon. He even told his followers to keep his office exactly the same for his return. And obviously they're still waiting for him to come back. What did he die of? I'm not sure. 100%. I think it had something to do with him being overweight. Uh, he had what they call in the medical business gnome body. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It was probably something to do with his horrendous teeth, too, because holy shit, they were bad. Oh, he had a stroke. He had a stroke? Yes, but he also had chronic pancreatitis. Because Scientology basically teaches that everything is your own fault and you need to audit and admit your wrongdoings to become a good person, getting sick is an issue. Generally, they believe that if you come down with an illness that you've been talking to a suppressive person or looking at anti-Scientology readings, television, tweets etc. In Scientology, a suppressive person or SP is someone who has an quote-unquote antisocial personality. Basically, it's someone that is anti-Scientology. Now, is anti-Scientology something that's specifically talking shit about Scientology, like a podcast that is talking shit about Scientology, or is it just anything that's not Scientology-based? No, it's anything... That basically makes fun of or, like, calls out Scientology for their wrongdoings, basically. Oh, so if we give it give them the gusto, then we're a suppressive podcast. We are, yes, SPs. SPs, all of, us. all of us. Those that are able to escape Scientology are also SPs, and those who knew them must disconnect. Scientologists are in no way allowed to speak to an SP, even if that person is your mother, father, sibling, or child. If they leave the church, you are absolutely barred from any form of contact with them. SPs who openly speak out against the church, like Leah Remini and her numerous documentaries and podcasts, are gang-stalked and harassed until they shut up. Scientology has specific members who are to stalk and find out every piece of information on the SP they can use against them. They will go to your family, friends, and even job until your family doesn't want to speak to you again and you get fired. Has Leah Remini shut up? <laughs> Remini. Has Leah Remini shut up? No. 
No, I didn't think so. She's still going after it, right? Yeah, they are very actively against Scientology, and her goal is to take the whole church down, or at least take away their tax-exempt status. There's many stories online from reporters and former Scientologists about the lengths the church will go to to make you stop talking about them. And Rory, you did some research into Paulette Cooper, who was one of the first people to be what they call fair-gamed. Oh yeah, no, this shit was crazy. So it kind of started with her writing an article, um, I think it was in like 69, about sexual misconduct in the church auditors. And... It sort of spiraled out of control there because after that she was like, well, fuck you guys and started writing a book called The Scandal of Scientology. I haven't read it. I I read parts of it uh, because I downloaded it today. That's when it kind of exploded because she does base a lot of allegations and threats against them. Um, And that's when she catches the uh, attention of what they called the Guardian's Office at the time. It was later referred to as the Office of Special Affairs. But these are the guys that go out. They're like the counterintelligence CIA of the uh, Scientology world. It was actually run by, I think, L. Ron Hubbard's wife. Mm -hmm. And and basically, they, they would go out and do the things like the gang stalking, threaten legal action, research what legal action they have uh, have uh, available to them. In 1972, the GO launched Operation Dynamite, which was an attempt commitment procedures on Cooper. Here's what happened. Uh, the first thing was that they sent a lady over to get Cooper to sign a, peti- a petition from a canvasser, and that's how they got her fingerprint. I believe the second thing was they, uh, the Church of Scientology in New York received two poorly written bomb threats and they alerted the FBI. Right after that, Cooper moved to a new apartment. And then right after that, Cooper's cousin was attacked by an armed intruder while staying at Cooper's apartment. One of the things was is that they had typed up the bomb threat on her la- uh, not laptop, her typewriter. And so when the FBI went looking, of course it showed up with their... Um, she had had problems with them in the past, and now she's become the number one suspect for the uh, bomb threat to Scientology. So obviously she's got a kind of a, a little bit of, I don't know, chip on her shoulder because these guys are actually trying to get her committed to a mental hospital. And this whole time, uh, L. Ron Hubbard thinks that she's like the worst thing ever. And, you know, like there's that that common saying now it's like that bitch carol baskin <laughs> he used to wander around saying that bitch polly cooper all the time that was like l ron hubbard's favorite thing and with the attack on her roommate i'm pretty sure because i listened to one of leah remini's podcasts and she was actually on it and she said that she was living with her cousin at the time and her cousin looked very similar to her so she wasn't sure if they meant to attack her or if they actually meant to attack her cousin. But basically the guy knocked on the door. I think he was like posing as delivery man and he put a gun to her temple and fired and either the gun wasn't loaded or it jammed and nothing technically happened, but they definitely tried to kill her or at least scare the shit out of her. Well, there there was like an affidavit signed by a former Scientology member in after the FBI raided the Scientology headquarters that basically states that they were planning on assassinating uh, Paulette. What like they, that was a thing that they actually had in there. What do they call it in their paperwork? So they're not talking. I think it's like RS forty five or something. 
And Something that's, like that. I don't remember what exactly it is. That's how they literally refer to murder. Because with L. Ron Hubbard, every single thing has to be documented and written down on a piece of paper in a very specific way. So, obviously, you can't just say, like, 1224 tried to murder Paulette Cooper. You have to refer to it in code. Oh, yeah. RS-45, the old 613 Cooper. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, she did end up suing them and winning uh, after the FBI raided the Scientology thing. And... She was suing for like $25 million, and I think she got it. But one of the weirdest things was that they had planted people in her life, like including her boyfriend. Or no, someone that lived with her. It was like her guy friend that lived with her. But he kept trying to get her to come to the roof of like this 33-story building so he could push her off. And say that she committed suicide. Yeah, say that she was sad enough to commit suicide. But she was smart. She was a writer. So she actually uh, kept a journal, like a log of all the shit that Scientology did to her. So she actually had like a list of dates and everything when it occurred. And it's just really weird. It's so crazy that this happened. But this was like the first instance of major gang stalking that took place within Scientology. And the reason they, the FBI raided all of their documents too is kind of crazy because basically Scientology planted people in like basically every government job. Oh yeah, I about that. Yeah, so they put plants in like the FBI, the CSI, or the, (laughs) not CSI, what am I thinking of? CIA. 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 So every government entity they put plants in and then someone got caught with a fake ID And they arrested him, and Scientology kidnapped him, hid him away, and he finally got away and went to them and was like, look, I'm sick of this. I want to be free. I will tell you everything. It's like, I'm a plant. you got to let me polysynthesize. Yeah, photosynthesis (laughs) is what it would be. But no, that's crazy that they they had such a wild hair up their ass that they went and stole information from the American government to, like, further their cause in becoming a religion with... Tons of money. Like crazy. You have to appreciate their dedication for sure. What happened to Paulette Cooper? She's fine. Uh, She's still alive. She's fine. Okay, good. I thought the story was going to have a rougher ending. No, once the FBI got involved, they fully backed her. They dropped all of the charges because all of the paperwork proved that Operation Dynamite was a total setup. And she's, I mean, obviously still on their radar, but they're not as obsessed with her because she's got back up now because the ron died and now there's no one walking around going that bitch paulet cooper oh no i'm sure david miscavige still walks around and says that but <laughs> uh, what was that you said it was called bomb flame bombing flame throwing fair game fair game yeah they call it and that's what l ron hubbard refers to it as that was his name for it and that's basically when they gang stalk you and harass you and sue you until you shut up. So, like, all for the cause is fair game. Is that what they're getting at there? Probably. Fuck these guys. So, like I said earlier, if you're sick, Scientology will blame you and make you find the reason that you've come down with whatever illness you have. Most of the time, you've gotten ill because you spoke to an SP and or read slash looked at some form of anti-Scientology rhetoric. Which is, at this point, seeming more and more just like anything that's actual science. Probably. When they find out you're sick, you're labeled a PTS or potential trouble source. According to the Scientology Handbook, 
quote, he has become prone to deficiency or pathological illness because he was PTS, and unless the condition is relieved, no matter what medication or nutrition he may be given, he might not recover and certainly will not recover permanently. So basically, he must be audited and dealt with by either disconnecting from the SP you've spoken to, or punished in some way for looking at any anti-Scientology material. Punished how? If you're in the Sea Org, they will beat you. They will lock you in a room and hardly feed you. There's all kinds of crazy stuff they will do. In his little logbook, whenever they finally take care of the problem, you go from a PTS to a PTSD. That's when you're dead. Oh. Potential trouble source, dead. I think once you're labeled a PTSD, you're pretty much always on their radar, and they are always keeping a very close eye on you. All of this kind of made me wonder how exactly is Scientology handling the ever-growing coronavirus pandemic? Because they don't believe that you're supposed to be ill, and they think that you're a PTS and you talk to an SP if you get sick, so how are they dealing with hundreds of thousands of people getting sick in America right now? Same way that Nathaniel Bar Jonah's mom dealt with his fever. Just let him just let him sit and <laughs> literally cook his brain yep, for days. Just, just let it slide. You'll get you'll uh, audit yourself cl- and clear right through it. <laughs> At some point, they either have to admit that being a PTS isn't the sole cause of illness, on top of providing the necessary medical care for those with serious cases. I'm first going to repeat what David Miscavige, the current leader of Scientology, has claimed they're doing. Apparently in Los Angeles, volunteers wearing protective suits, gloves, and masks went throughout the city and handed out booklets on how to keep yourself and others safe. Everyone they met with showered them with praise, such as, quote, so well written from a cardiologist at a local hospital, I'm really glad you're providing this kind of information, said a pharmacy manager. Interestingly, none of the people quoted in their article had names, and none of them worked at a specific hospital or store, just the local hospital, cell phone store, and pharmacy. (laughs) And there was pictures on the article of, they're in like full-on like quarantine suits, like you would see a hospital worker wear, and they have masks and gloves, and they're just standing in front of people like holding their booklets, and the people are just not smiling in the background. (laughs) There was one girl in a convenience store behind, like, the plexiglass, and she was just standing there, like, not even <laughs> holding a booklet, and the Scientologist was all smiling. So They're like, do you care if we take a picture? She's like, uh. They're like, that's a yes. <laughs> yeah. It does not look real. It is 100% staged. I think it's pretty funny that they just put the local hospital cardiologist, it's like, doctor cuts more hearts. <laughs> like, yeah, no no one had names. And I was like, how are, am I supposed to believe this if none of these people even have like a first name? <laughs> Doctor knows the hearts. <laughs> or you just didn't ask. You weren't polite enough to be like, hi, I'm Steve. What's your name? Can I give you this booklet? <laughs> so I can write an article about how great I am. <laughs> just hand it to a doctor and he's like, mm, so well written. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. It's, if you read the actual article, it's super goofy. <laughs> But their little booklets outline pretty much every single CDC guideline that's been put in place. And their directions that were laid out by Ms. Cavage are, number one, first, real information for you in your immediate environment. Booklets concerning this information have been provided for all staff and public and in any quantity free of charge for dissemination to friends, family, and associates. 
Second, preventing and or killing whatever this virus is. We have researched and are utilizing the most effective products and applications for eradicating this virus and any virus, bacteria, or germ infestation. This includes massive infusions of airborne ozone, as well as nebulized peroxide and decon-7. And this is the weird part. If you haven't seen these applications, that's because the operation occurs in unoccupied spaces before you arrive. Third, medical checks and isolation. It has been long-standing LRHC org policy that ill persons are isolated, segregated in separate quarters, and not in contact with the general population. This is how to prevent the spread of illness. Therefore, as a preventative measure, all staff and public have their temperature taken each day before services. This extends to the requirement that all staff and public report any feeling of illness before entering org spaces. Finally, masks and gloves are available for all public when they are out and about and wish to insulate themselves. Obviously, there's some problems with this. Number one being that all Scientology members are only allowed to access information regarding the pandemic through the booklets given to them by the church. We can assume that anyone discovered looking up information will be audited or labeled a PTS. So maybe this is something you can answer, Katie. Does Scientology side with Trump on most political issues? Because I kind of feel like there's this weird, like, idiot line on the American IQ map that Scientology and most Trump supporters fall under that line. Uh, or maybe, like, an overlapping section of the Scientology Trump Venn diagram. Like, is this, like, a thing, or do they just not care about politics at all? I think, I don't think they've ever, like, come out and supported any specific political candidate but I have a feeling they are pretty happy with Donald Trump because he did grant them a whole lot of loans and somewhere around like four million dollars he gave them so I'm oh, sure nice yeah I'm sure they quietly support him but I don't think they've ever like outwardly said we as a church, support Donald Trump as president. Also, okay. this is a really controversial episode. <laughs> I was just going to say, it, I don't think we have very many uh, fans that are Trump supporters, but if we did for some reason, it, we're about to, like, it'll probably be real noticeable in our Podbean numbers in the next or, couple days. Yeah, or any Scientologists. Well, or... our fans, our fans fall above the idiot line because there are fans, even if they are Trump supporters. So they're up here. The rest of Trump supporters that aren't our fans are down below that idiot line with the Scientologists. I don't, I don't think you made it any better, but I don't think it matters. I think, yeah, I think you're supposed to get, like, actually famous before you start saying really controversial stuff. So there's not, like, a huge dip in your numbers when you say that Trump supporters are idiots. <laughs> yeah, like, but well, it's fine. What if 30 Trump supporters a day listen to us and we're going to be down, like, 40% on our listeners. This is our last episode. It was a great run while we had it. So second, having to point out that all disinfecting occurs before people enter a space, and that's why no one has seen you do it. Sounds a little suspicious to me, almost like they aren't actually doing anything and just saying that they are. Because if you go to, like, say you go to a supermarket and you're like, hey, can you wipe this down? And they're like, oh, no, no, we, we did it before you got here. <laughs> Like, are you going to be okay with that? You literally just saw someone cough and then, like, touch the pen pad, and they're like, no, 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 we got it before you got here. Like, you should see someone cleaning something. 
I feel like. It's a pandemic. Like, <gasps> at least see someone with a fucking Lysol wipe every once in a while. Oh, no. Lysol is uh, doctory. <laughs> <laughs> and then this, um, I think it was the CDC. They said that, yes, Decon 7 is a good cleaner for COVID, but they would not comment on them using, what was it, nebulized ozone or whatever? No COVID here. No COVID here. Can't live with grandma's hairspray. Yeah, so they say that they're, like, the most advanced in doing everything, but then the CDC was like, hmm, that probably doesn't work. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't understand how you could believe it, honestly believe it. Like, yeah, they, the, the, the whole community is just spotless. They clean it at night while we're asleep. Especially Clearwater, Florida. Like, Florida's not... <laughs> The most cleanly place, I feel like. Finally, if they're taking this as seriously as they claim, they should know that in-person services should not be held and that masks should be worn when church members are together, not just quote-unquote out and about at the gas station or supermarket. We know from people who have left the church, and more specifically the super militant Sea Org, the isolation that people are put in when ill is literally isolation. They will be locked in a room for weeks with no contact to cure them. At one point, Hubbard locked a child in a room thinking that it would cure her deafness. I mean, worth a shot, right? No. (laughs) No, it's not. If you can't hear, then locking them in silence automatically means when they come out of the room, they'll be able to hear again. Well, it's not like like they'll know they're locked in silence. (laughs) I guess, (laughs) but she definitely was still deaf when they let her out of the room, so... Uh, maybe and she wasn't trying hard enough. <laughs> so those who do become sick with COVID are locked away, sometimes on the Sea Org's boat, the free winds, and not allowed medical treatment. Higher ups, like Miscavige, say that no Scientologist has gotten COVID, but more than likely they are hiding their cases by locking people in rooms until they either aren't sick anymore or they're dead. I, I th- bet it's really like the low-level Sea Org guys that are... Uh really suffering from this and that's where they're hiding their numbers yeah so i have a feeling they're kind of dealing with this like north korea is where they don't have any cases because they literally just execute anyone that gets it take them out and shoot them throw them off the sea org i don't think it's that serious but i think they're definitely not admitting to how many cases they actually have well yeah because they're saying they have zero yeah All right, so in an article by the Tampa Bay Times from March, the church was called out by reporters for packing their buses full and holding their congregations despite the stay-at-home order put in place. Sea Org members tend to be tucked away in literal labor camps where social distancing and any form of protocol is likely not followed. The Daily Beast also reached out to the church to ask them how they're handling the pandemic. They claim that they, quote, have been doing more than any other religious or non-religious organization to respond to the threat. Sounds extremely familiar from a leader. And then the behavior is extremely familiar from their following. The Daily Beast also received a letter from one of Scientology's attorneys stating that, quote, now that you are on written notice that your story is 100% false, any publication exposes you to the end of your career and the Daily Beast to the end of its existence. That last line's really foreboding. The Daily Beast to the (laughs) end of its existence. They were also threatened by another attorney that they would be sued for defamation if they published anything claiming the church was nothing but in complete compliance with any and all guidelines. 
seems a little intense for simply asking how they're handling the pandemic. It's definitely an overreaction. It's like they're not quite living in the same reality as everyone else. You can't. I mean, it's kind of crazy that you literally cannot ask them a question without them threatening to sue you for defamation. Fake news. Yeah. To make matters even more interesting, it was discovered that Donald Trump awarded the church a Paycheck Protection Program loan, which was intended to go to small businesses to help them pay employees during the pandemic and keep their business open. They may have been given up to $4 million of whose tax money? Yours and mine. Oh, shit. Because the IRS granted them tax-exempt status, their net worth is estimated somewhere around $1.2 to $2 billion. So combining all this information, I want to know, what do you guys think? Are they really doing everything they can, or is this just a huge publicity PR stunt for them that they want to make their church look good and get money? Get money! I mean, yeah. You know that's what they're going for. They're obviously not sanitizing, <laughs> or else like they wouldn't they wouldn't be lying to everyone and be like, it happens. No, 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 don't look, don't look. Uh, so they're obviously not sanitizing anything, and so I would say that that just is a big PR stunt. And their guidelines for mask wearing, they said out and about at the supermarket or the gas station. They never said anything about needing to wear a mask when you're on a bus or packed into one of their churches or on a boat well, that's actually i i get that because they actually don't believe that anyone has covid so why would they need to if they're around each other like oh that's that, true. that makes sense as to why they do that because it just furthers their belief a little harder um but it's definitely just a pr stunt i really don't think they're into it at all like it doesn't affect them as a society what do you guys think about what they think of the general population that are not Scientologists that have gotten COVID and the 300,000 American citizens that are dead from it. Those are some well, serious I, SPs. Yeah, that's that's just how they write it off. It's that simple. Uh, that The number's not large enough for them to not say that they're just SPs, you know? Like, if it was 340, or 20 million or something they'd be like oh shit now it's a real problem but since it's uh, the numbers are so low comparative to population size they're probably just saying yeah there's that many sps in the world and they're getting what they deserve small problem do you think they're gonna get yep. vaccinated uh because they they do believe i actually don't know <laughs> they're gonna ask the six-year-olds <laughs> they do believe i from what i understand they do believe in vaccination and they do all get immunized as children and throughout their lives. So, but if they don't believe that they can get COVID, why would they get vaccinated for it? Is it thing? That's true. That's the only way to bring their bat shittiness to fruition. But then like, like if oh, you oh. if you don't get sick, why do you also need like your Tdap every 10 years if you're a Scientologist? I don't well, know. Well, we'd have to ask the uh, 8-year-old head of infectious diseases <laughs> for uh, Scientology, uh, Tyler. Yeah, I don't know if his name's Tyler in this life, but it was, you know, like... It was Dr. Fangenstein. Yeah, exactly, uh, in his, his previous, previous life. life. So he knows a thing or two about this stuff. Yeah, he's, he came and up with the... Meanwhile, he's in the back just eating Play-Doh. But why would they even need a head of infectious diseases if 
COVID can't touch them if they're so untouchable. Well, they, they need that to make sure that the people know it's... through pamphlets that there's someone out there looking out for them and that he is there. Do you guys want to take a guess on how long we have until they find out about this and we start getting letters in the mail? I don't read my mail. Fuck them. Bring it on, Scientology. I, I don't really have anything you can take and what are you gonna do you're gonna gang stalk me i'm already paranoid as fuck so yeah they're gonna have to fight with the tweakers in my alley if they want to stalk my house (laughs) right they're like hiding out there with their little binoculars and stuff (laughs) over the fence and fucking tommy tweaker comes around the corner and just gives him a quick little into the side (laughs) yeah steals their binoculars fucking pawns them for $10 (laughs) they're gonna have to deal with all of our neighbors too that when they don't see one of us in the at the house that they come rushing over yeah, and kick true. people off our property. Hell yeah! But fucking, yeah, I'm. I want to see Tom Cruise come marching his little midget <laughs> ass up to my fucking door, and try to fucking go Mission Impossible style on me with a fucking pull out a gun to my head. And you know what, Tom? I'm just gonna flick him, flick him right in the fucking right between the eyes. Think. Yeah, I'm not. Worried about it. I will continue to talk shit about Scientology for the rest of my life because it is a scam. It's a cult. It's a scam. If you are in Scientology, I'm sorry, but get the fuck out. You're wasting your money. You're wasting your life. Get the fuck out. It's true. Get out. It's like... Get out. I know it's terrible. It's scary, and you're going to also get gang stalked, but save yourself while you can. Oh, is that going to do it for us this week, Katie? Yep, that's... It for our not short episode. It's not very short. But, yeah, so we'll be back next week with an actual researched episode that we've been promising you and not bringing. And then hopefully Roar will not have COVID anymore soon. Yeah, Yeah, we don't have to do this from far away. No, this came out all right. Better than I thought it would. I don't think George enjoyed it as much. You don't think what? I don't think George enjoyed it as much. No, I think he has to poop. He didn't go poop when we're outside. So I gotta, <laughs> All right, let's wrap gotta take it up. back out there. All right, guys. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to send us an email at fourcornerscrimecast at gmail.com. That's F-O-U-R cornerscrimecast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash fourcornerscrimecast on Instagram at fourcornerscrimecast on Twitter at fourcornerscast and at fourcornerscrimecast.tumblr.com. Give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. Check out our website, fourcornerscrimecast.com. Get over there for a full episode list or to send us ideas for any episodes you guys might want to hear or to just get your free sticker from our merch store. You can get that for free by entering the code bingo bango at checkout. Hope you guys are staying safe. And this week, don't get RS145-32 by the Ron. Don't get COVID. No, don't get COVID. Well, we'll see you next week. See ya. Adios, motherfuckers. Did you see Alex Jones? Yeah, I did see Alex Jones. What a fucking nut. <laughs>